those who were involved in making it come to life. Join us as we go. Behind the door. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Door. Uh, This is for Season 2, Episode 6 of the Grey Rooms Podcast. The story is of the Hedgehog family. With us today, we have author Jennifer Winters. Hi there, everybody. We have actor Aaron Lillis. Hello. We, We have our audio engineer and sound designer, Jason Wilson. Hey, what's going on? (laughs) <laughs> so creepy and i am the social media manager and patreon manager brooks bigley um whew, wow jennifer your story just floored me amazing amazing oh, wow. amazing thank you <laughs> what, what first off what did you think like i love to ask uh the authors what did you think hearing it for the first time it was just perfect um that was what i texted to all my friends and family. This is just perfect. I can't wait for you to hear it. Um, you know, the, the production quality was wonderful. And of course, I love Aaron. Right. Um, oh, I worked with Aaron on, on, uh, uh, on, uh, no sleep, no sleep. Lord have mercy. How could I blank <laughs> on that? Uh, and I was just, <laughs> you had no sleep. It. Yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, you know, I was just, thrilled it was if i had you know i don't know when i write i kind of see it and hear it in my head and that it just mm-hmm. matched it was a perfect match i just thought it was wonderful that's perfect yeah jason's really good at sussing out the like, and i was i want to say visuals because you know it's what we we kind of think the visuals in our head but he's really good at putting that taking the words that you write and just making this landscape of audio audio beauty it's it's it was perfect. wonderful yeah. oh, i loved it and dude the the artwork that went along with it oh mm-hmm. i actually have that cassie's yeah, that amazing i printed that out in high quality and i need to run over and get a frame at some point because i just loved oh. it Oh, so you do have a good one. I was going to say, we'll totally get you a nice, big, blown up version if you want. I I Um, would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. See me after the show. (laughs) Um, See, he said, um, see an audio recording. See me after the show. (laughs) What a joker. And and Aaron, how, how did you feel narrating the story like what was your take what did you think about this story oh you know i read it through first and i was like oh okay that's what happens glad i read it through first sometimes i don't and (laughs) that has been a a lesson that i have learned that i need to read it first so i know where it's going and thankfully i did (laughs) because i I was like oh thank god i read that um i can imagine (laughs) not only that but like perfect Right? But like, oh shit, I gotta start over. <laughs> but not only mm-hmm. that, but like, you don't reveal that she's a, a bodybuilder until a few pages in. Um, so I would have done the wrong voice, too, I think. Although this is my normal voice, so I don't know. It really would have been different. But <laughs> I'll make that a like, ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> ring, ring, motherfucker. Oh. You got that? So you can use that later? Okay. There we go. We got that. We're going to make that. That'll come out. Okay. Season three, ringtone. Oh my gosh. This is awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I knew what was happening. I knew how to build yeah. it. And then, but you know, each listening and each recording. So like recording it, I understood one way and then editing it. I understood more of it. And then listening to the final production, I caught even more stuff that I didn't pick up on. Yes. Yes, I was telling Jennifer that earlier. So many little and clues just in, in there. general. Over yeah, and over again. You could listen so to this five different times. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. That makes me feel so happy. I do have to tell you this. My cousin, um, who lives in the Appalachian Mountains, I looked at the artwork and she said, this artwork is so PG. I thought this was a scary story. I said, dude, look a little closer. Picture, take your time. <laughs> and then she... <laughs> yeah, zoom in on different right. parts of the and artwork. Like five yes, minutes later, yes. I get I get another message. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cassie was, she buried like how you buried clues in the story. She kind of buried little references that you don't notice right away. You have to go back and find. And actually I, I, I don't, I don't get me. Let's see. Don't quote me here. I think there's something like 20 different things kind of hidden in that art. Oh man, can we make it like a, might be less, maybe 15 gray rooms, hidden object game. Uh, actually that we, yeah, that's, that's what we're yeah. doing with it. <laughs> nice. That's what we're planning. By the time people hear this, it'll already have happened, but yes, that's what we're planning. Um, so, so did you, did you go back? Like, did you write like a, your rough draft, Jennifer? And then did you go back and start inserting clues or was that already kind of a part of well, the idea of the story as you went? I, I sort of, I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a writer, I'm an English teacher, so I'm big on outlining <laughs> and having a, a writing process. Um, so I, I outlined just the general action and then I wrote the story, but then I, you know, you figure out you have to, you have to fix things like how is she going to be strong enough to do this? This requires a lot of physical strength. So I had to go back and add that she was a bodybuilder. Um, and then, you know, how's she going to dig and get through the, you know, get through the, um, oh, what is it called? The, the vault that they put the coffins mm-hmm. in. Oh yeah. So I had to get, I had to get online and say, how do you, how do you dig a grave? And that's, oh, that code. That's right. Uh, you know, so I, I had to go back later and make sure that there was there were the details that would make the plot work if people really start thinking hard about it. Um, right. Yeah, all and- those details really work. Like, for example, on the third listening, I noticed the that she only lived a mile away from the cemetery. Mm-hmm. It was through a forest path that she got there so she could do everything unseen. It was like on the outskirts of town, so nobody was yeah. there on the regular. And yeah, that graveyard that is a real place. Of course, um, it is. Oh, it's in. Actually, <laughs> I'm from uh, where I'm from is right on the Mississippi Tennessee state line, just across the state line is where my mom's family is from, and there's a small family cemetery uh, for some of her people. Um, and the last time that we went out there, and you, it takes forever to get there. Because a lot of the the drive over is on a one lane dirt road, not even gravel. And um, mm-hmm. the last time that we went there, when I was home for a visit, there was a new grave, and I was thinking, who gets buried out here? Um, so people still occasionally do get buried out there, and, and unburied, also, and unburied. And on that trip too, uh, I noticed a house. I'd never noticed this house before. It was a really nice house. It was an old house with a long driveway kind of back in the woods between the main road and the graveyard. And so I kind of just filed that away in my memory. And then when I got the idea for the story, I used, I used it. So that is kind of what inspired you to write the story or you still had the idea, but then you decided to put it in the setting because of that? Um, I, I got the idea. I don't know. I was kind of thinking about all the really gruesome movies that I watched in the eighties when I was in high school. And there were several mm-hmm. movies where people would steal bodies to populate their home. <laughs> you know? oh. Um, and then I, I remember when I was probably about 15, I read a story where an undertaker who actually had a home in the funeral home had set up this kind of tableau for a family. And he was just not burying people. But he never, he never gave in to the fantasy. All through the story, you knew exactly what was happening. And right. he, he knew what he knew he was just a very lonely, desperate man. He knew that they were embalmed bodies. He never pretended that they were alive or thought that they were alive. And even then right. I remember thinking this would have been better if like you thought he was just hanging out with his family and at the end you found out that they they weren't really alive. And I I don't remember who wrote it. I don't remember the name of it, but it obviously made enough of an impression that I I remember thinking um, so for some reason, honest to God, I don't know why that story popped into my head. And then I started thinking about, uh, I think there was one called 
I don't remember, it was called Mortuary or something like that, an old 80s slasher movie where this guy was digging up bodies and having a birthday party or something like that. Because <laughs> he didn't oh, have geez. any friends. And nice. So it just kind of came from there. You know, you just things from my memory and stuff, it just kind of all comes together. Yeah. Well, I feel like this, your story is just so unique because it's, um, I hope you don't be offended by this label. It's kind of like horror romance almost. Um, and it was like a slow burn into. It's a like rom horror. It's a rom horror. It's a rom horror. <laughs> <laughs> I ran it. You heard it. Oh, totally right. We need all those genres. I'm writing that down right now. There you I go. I want to use that. Um, um, you know what? I, I, uh, you mentioned kind of like a romance. I can't stand mm-hmm. romance novels. I don't like right. romantic movies. Um, and so I, one thing that I was trying to do with it was kind of do the anti-romance. I just said my my husband just came by and patted me on the head when I said I don't like romance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. All the secrets come out today. Oh dear. Um, well, so, so I, I appreciated how it was like a slow burn of, uh, you didn't, you didn't let us know that something wrong was going on. You know, we, we were able to see everything through her eyes and and it just felt like I kind of felt some kind of sadness in her heart that she was trying to overcome. And mm-hmm. clearly by the end, we figured out the sadness she was trying, how she overcame that sadness, so to speak, uh, to create her family. But yeah, I appreciated that. You person. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, that comes through well that you are sympathizing with her, but you would never sympathize with her if right away you knew something was wrong. Uh-huh. You know, it would be more like, all right, I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop. I'm just waiting to find out what fucked up stuff she did. Well, so that really adds to the story. Yeah, and a lot of my stories, because I am from a small rural town, I, I do a lot of stuff, even though I, I really only write horror, I do a lot of stuff about, you know, small town you know, the, the good and bad side of, of small towns and how, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even no matter how nice this person was, if everybody thought that, you know, if everybody hated her grandma and her grandma raised her, that would be it. That right. that would be it. They would maybe, you know, say hello on the street, but nobody would want to be close to her. Uh, right. They, because she was that woman's granddaughter. Um, so I, I wanted to work that in there, too kind of the small town, the dark side of the small town. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Every town has one. <laughs> well, where the, uh, if you don't mind me asking, the most important part of the story is, is the hedgehog. Where'd he come from? Why, thank you for asking, Aaron. <laughs> um, my <laughs> friends got a hedgehog for Christmas. And they were putting on these adorable little um, videos and pictures of this, their hedgehog. And it is the cutest little thing you've ever seen in your life. It's so adorable. And um, I thought, ooh, I want to write a scary story with a hedgehog. So um, I, the hedgehog story was actually a separate story. And then I realized that I needed some sort of kind of inciting incident for the main character to kind of make that break with reality. And um, I thought, ooh, that's for the hedge. So, so I, was, I took elements of another story that I'd really kind of just outlined and worked in. And that's, that's how the hedgehog got there. That's cool. I found it uh, kind of weird and synchronistic if you will, uh, uh, that I, I have, or I had this little, it's not taxidermied, but it was a little fake hedgehog. (gasps) And he was sat on my bookshelf for, you know, years. And then I got the story. I was like, Oh my God, I know exactly what the hedgehog looks like. I know exactly what to do with this hedgehog. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's another crazy parallel. Every story, some kind of, yeah. Little puzzle piece, and you just, you just sit back and scratch your head, like, "Wow, really? That's wow, yeah." yeah. So, Aaron, yes. what um, what was your favorite part about narrating the story? And like, were there any, you know, not like recording challenges, but did you have any challenges 
finding the voice or trying to convey her a certain way, anything like that? No, I think I I really just did it sort of uh, on the nose, if you will. I, I had met a female bodybuilder once in my life, um, and she had a really deep register. And the through conversation with that person, it had come out that they had done a lot of experimentation with um, testosterone and steroids in their muscle building. So I'm like, well, okay, so if she's a muscle builder, she probably has a deeper register and that might be too well. Right. So I, I did lower my register for it. And then I tried to also kind of slow my pace a little because I know I have a tendency to talk too fast. So I tried to slow it down a bit and, and really sort of channel like an, like a Xena Amazonian type of woman. Yeah. It's so interesting because I, I mean, I am conscious that she was a bodybuilder, you know, mm-hmm. and my still, my interpretation of like the way you carried her voice, the way you played her was just that her deep voice was because she was depressed and she was just like, Oh, my life. Ugh. And that was my interpretation. I didn't even think that like, Oh, she's a female bodybuilder. Therefore, she's going to have a deep voice. Um, so it's interesting how we all have, I mean, you're the actor, so your interpretation is the most important, but um, interesting how we all hear what we want to hear. Yeah, that is of. interesting. I didn't even think about the depression aspect. I just went for, she's probably got something in her system. She's got all these muscles. She carries herself slowly and uh, strategically because of the way she moves. Yeah. Well, and, and, what I love too is because I've always told you this before about your voice is you have that like you have that smile in your voice and you didn't yeah, no, let you know, that smile like, come out. <laughs> huh? Yeah, you've told me that before, and then, then I listen back and I'm like, damn, I do always sound like I'm smiling. I think it's because I have so much yes. damn fun narrating horror. But, right, right. Yes, you you I, love what you're doing. But, but if you hadn't told I me, could, I wouldn't I, have known. <laughs> you you didn't but you didn't let that smile come out in the first part of the story. But as you know, Henry is getting involved in um uh, Sir Anthony Hedgehog is, you could hear that smile slowly coming yeah. back up yeah, to the point absolutely. that you posted the pictures on Facebook. So again, your, your acting is just, you don't even know oh, how good you. your acting is. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know what? I did notice that I had a, I had a voice double in some scenes and I was like, a voice double. Yeah. Because I was recognizing as listening. Um, hey, that's not my laugh. That's not my grunt. Oh. <laughs> so I think you must have had, oh. uh, was it Sarah Ruth that, <clears throat> that doubled for my some, some, more feminine laughter? No. Jason, what's going <laughs> on there? I, I, hate to, I hate to admit, I just pulled it out of my stock and I just, uh, <laughs> I actually just went in there and adjusted the, uh, the, uh, the you know, the, the, the depth. Made it either. I adjusted the pitch. Boy, I couldn't freaking figure out the word there. That's you're, you're, you you're welcome to record my laughter if you ever want to use it. If you <laughs> yeah, if you need just a library of different noises. Mine's like about to have a panic attack laugh that you can. <laughs> <laughs> there, if I could share a, a brief story, there was a, a a story I recorded for Jason for uh, um, a Bane story, uh, which we offer as additional content um, for our Patreon. And I played a character that gets mauled to death by a dog. And I swear to you, I gave the performance of a lifetime to Jason of getting just eaten by this dog and killed by this dog. And then I hear the sounds in the finished story. Nope, that wasn't me dying from the dog. He used some stock yelling. So he does it to everybody. Thanks, Jason. You know, so the first time that I've had my, well, I don't think I did any of these grunting noises and laughter that you probably needed. Um, but I, it's not the first time I've been replaced for, like, more feminine sounds. So I'm like, is that a problem that I have? I just don't sound feminine enough for you guys. Well, I, I, you no, just I'm need just, to be you. I never, I never thought about that. I'll, I'll really have to do a lot more self-reflection when I uh, add in extra audio. <laughs> I, I definitely don't want to apply anything. <laughs> Well, it was also funny because I was listening to the uh, the final mix um, as I was driving with my friend, and I, I told her in advance that it was a horror story, but that's all I told her. So she was very excited because I am, if anybody didn't know this, I'm gay. So when it got to the parts where it's like, oh, she's going to get busy with the guy, my friend is laughing and preparing for the <laughs> sex scene. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I am all told too because I'm like, wait, how how are how are they gonna sound design this? Like, is there a sex scene? <laughs> is it gonna go down that road? I don't know. And then like she was waiting for that part that she totally missed the rest of the story. Like at the end, <laughs> right? Like she's like, oh, sad. Like, she who killed cares? everyone. He's a dude. He's dead. Yeah. You're, you're kissing a dead dude. God, that's the worst part. Yeah. And send it to her. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that might have been a little. Uh, that might have been a little disturbing. <laughs> well, I left it out. <laughs> I left it yeah. out. I left it out because I wanted people to ponder, um, just kind of ponder what you know if there was any physical relationship at all. Or... I, I appreciate that because the truth be told, when it comes to sound design, whenever I do have to search for grunts or like gasps or anything like that, when it comes to the females. Um, you should hear just how disgusting most of these audio libraries are. It's like, I think I'm calling a 900 or an 800 number <laughs> half the time. I'm just listening to the sound effects. I'm like, oh my God. I have to go through, you know, a thousand sound effects to find, find one of them that doesn't sound like you called some hotline. It's, yeah. <laughs> they need to make it really realistic and have people just say, is the door locked? Where are the kids? Well, truth <laughs> be told, um, actually, whenever this stuff comes out, if if you're a voice actor or actress in this, if you want to do the Foley, thank you. I appreciate it. There you go. <laughs> well, can I ask you, Jennifer, it is implied that there was perhaps a sexual thing because isn't there, there's a part where uh, Christy is the, the narrator, right. you know, the, the character, <laughs> where she says she notices something about the dirt in the bed. And she hopes that Henry didn't notice her dirty feet. But this is going to, if you answer this, it's really going to hurt my stomach. But was that because he was laying in her bed? Oh, well, can I answer this? Got there? Yeah, let Aaron answer. <laughs> okay. okay. Or can I at least, uh, I'm going to answer what I think happened and then we'll see if I'm right. Because I, I listened go. to that a few times and I was, and read it a few times and it was like, no, okay. So she, she came in, she dug him up. She brought mm -hmm. him in, put him on the couch, because mm -hmm. that's where she mm -hmm. found him, was he was sleeping on the couch right. with the hedgehog. Right. So right. Then that's she cleaned the sheets, then she cleaned herself up, and then she invited him back in, but I think it was just for a nice snuggle. Oh, okay. 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 Cool. Well, then we're good then. That's very sweet. That's exactly <laughs> what I <laughs> My stomach doesn't hurt anymore. Um, but Jennifer, what tell I us. thought was, um, yeah, she, she dug him up, put him on the couch, and then I... I I think I wrote that they talked until like two o'clock in the morning or something like that. And then she went to bed and I wanted it to be a surprise that he was there. And oh, that's so sweet. He slept on the couch. He's a gentleman. Uh, and I thought that she just would have said, Ooh, my feet must've been really dirty when we were sitting on the couch. And, but then I, I think probably as far as the physical relationship goes, and I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to get too detailed because my mama's going to listen to this. <laughs> um, and my daddy's gonna hear it. Um, I, I think it was all, all in her imagination. Uh, okay. You know, uh, you know, physically, if you look at what happens to a body when they embalm it, there's really not a lot mm -hmm. you can do. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. So I, I think it was mostly in her imagination. Probably he was in the physical. You know, she was physically there with him, but I don't. I think it was mostly <laughs> right. Um, right, just just the way that he would quote talk to her, and she would quote hear that as part of the fantasy. Then maybe also as part of the fantasy, oh, yeah, his fantasy. body's just she wherever. But, but she's yeah, completely yeah. bought into the illusion. She she's okay, all it. in for it. Um, and uh, then you know, uh, um, she gets so into it that she makes that big mistake of putting pictures on social media. Right. And but she thought about it, like something in her knew that it might not be a good I'm, idea. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Who? You. Oh, me? No. oh, yeah. No, I just said, yeah, she, she, she clearly was slightly recognizing the disturbance in the fantasy because she was hesitant to post those pictures. And I think she was tired, too. I think mm. part of the reason that she went ahead and, and went along with that, I think maybe she was kind of sabotaging herself because – Physically, she was breaking down. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I think 
she emotionally, mentally, she must have just been really exhausted at that point. You know, you get to the point that something's got to give. Yeah. So I was catching like a split personality almost out of that. Like there was two people in her head. So that's yeah. Kind of yeah. I don't know. Three about to be four because I what I did pick up on the last listen was that she was about to dig up somebody else to be the living nanny. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's right. And I I told um I I don't know if I told you Brooks I can't remember how I talked about this the the story. Um, as I sent it to you is, is, is a shorter version of a longer piece. And, um, it's, uh, you know, you really do see her getting her, you know, there's more, she gets deeper and deeper and deeper into fooling herself in this illusion. She does start having more moments of, and, you know, not really moments of clarity of, but just the moments of. It's it's mentally and physically exhausting. How long can this go on? So, yeah. yeah. And and fans of this story can find your extended version coming out in an anthology someday soon, right? Yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, I think it's going to be called Unleashed, and it's coming out sometime in the next few months. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if anybody follows me on Twitter. I'll give more details when it comes out. There's it's every story in the anthology is about a pit. Oh, oh cute. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. That's a cool That makes spin. the title a lot more interesting, yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, very much so. Yeah. So can I, I definitely like help to, to share an, that uh, when that happens. Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I'd like go to ahead, make go, another go. comment about the uh the internal state and the the sound design. Because Uh-oh. I know when I when I read it, first of all, I, I asked Graham um, if I should do all the lines for Henry. Because it was going to be too oh. obvious if I did, but it was in her head. So should it be in her voice? And then in the end, it just you decided to do uh, Graham, I believe, for that for Henry's voice. Yeah, it was Graham. And and you also gave sound to the the hedgehog, so it and then the baby. So, but it in, but it was an interesting version because I know if I had done it all those voices, it would have been too obvious. But it could have been done in all her voices. Yeah, but then that would be almost more like a um, like like when you do just have a single actor. So yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, audiobook style. Yeah, I, I feel like it was really good to have Graham be Henry just because it completes the full immersive yes, production style. Yeah. And well, it just, and it also yeah, but I see what you're saying. It oh, makes ahead. the illusion more. Yeah. It keeps it up until the yes, very yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I love the baby sounds and I love the hedgehog sound. Is that an actual hedgehog? Uh, you know, actually, I, I could not regenerate a hedgehog. The closest I could find was, um, was a squirrel. They're actually pretty close in sound, and uh, so I just uh, grabbed a squirrel again, mastered the pitch. You grabbed a squirrel? Yes, I did. (laughs) I did, and uh, grabbed grabbed the squirrel in my uh, my high my high my high volume HD boy uh, recorder. Stepped outside, and uh, yeah, just (laughs) took it around a little bit. Um, Sorry, animal control people. My bad. I I apologize. Hardly any animals were harmed. You just squeeze them every time you need a peep. Stress balls or the eyes pop out. That surprises me. I didn't. I didn't think a squirrel and a hedgehog sounded alike. I'm, I'm learning today. Uh, similar, similar. Yeah, I mean, you can get away with it, obviously. But yeah, it was a squirrel. Hedgehogs are really hard to find. The the audio for that is pretty dang hard, to be honest. That's a yeah. call out to everyone listening. If you have a hedgehog and a microphone. <laughs> yes, you are important. That. Please call us. Yeah, yeah I really. Found, uh, I found it on. Uh, I found the noise on uh, on YouTube. I think a little right. sound bite. Of, yeah, of what of a, a hedgehog, hedgehog sounds like. Yeah, because I didn't know what they sounded like. <laughs> it it kind of clicks like. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, I just totally did that. I don't know why. I just really just made the sound that. Okay. Because it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to make animal well, noises. Yeah. Were, Jason, were there any other 
issues with making this or did you find it harder or easier to kind of come up with the audio landscape for this story, considering there's more talking versus actual action going on? Well, no, and actually when it comes to something that's more of a narrative, you you have to listen or in this case read um, for little points of interest that are going to help you develop a three-dimensional environment like that. So Mm -hmm. it can be hard in some instances, but again, Miss Lillis, such a profound actress that it was really easy to just go off of her cues and just kind of go, just, just build a world around what she was doing. So it was fun. I really enjoyed making this. It was so good. I cannot thank you all enough for for making it so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, It was a fun assignment to be like such a, I I don't want to say despicable because she's just lonely, but like she's, she's the, the, the loneliest, saddest villain yeah well she didn't kill anybody yeah. so but yeah. and you know yeah. I remember, no harm no foul i remember talking <laughs> about this after we had read it a few times when we were going through the submission process and i was like because you know we always have a pretty big um requirement that somebody must die or at least there needs to be an implied death and that didn't happen here however it was such a tragedy. It was that's what I thought it was. I was more of a more of a tragedy. It was horrific in that sense that I had to use it because it was just it was just a great story. I really liked oh, it. That's so sweet. Again, the more well, I read did, it, the more I read it, I saw all the little nuances here and there, and I was like, "Wow, this is great." Well, I get. Well, I guess it was implied at the end there. Yeah, you're yeah. correct. So. Yeah, she was. She was. I mean, she was committing suicide. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which also is tragic. So this, this story yeah. was, yeah. I loved this story so much. It was so much fun. Oh, thank you. I just loved it. And I was so happy to work with you again, Aaron. Yeah, you know, I was, uh, the. I think the last thing I narrated, did I narrate more than one? Because I know I did Weird Church. You did Weird Church. And I'm no sleep. You, Weird Church was the first story I had written in 15 years. And that story was... Uh, it was so fun because it wasn't your standard uh, narrator. It was a very sarcastic, quirky narrator, and I think that's my wheelhouse. Yeah, my and this was like a different that, three, yeah. three sixty or one eighty from that. My husband said that that it was very autobiographical. I mean, except for the getting uh, ter- having a terrible divorce and running into a, a, a god monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you've had you've had several stories on the no sleep podcast I've, right I've had jennifer a couple. yeah i had okay, um yeah. weird church and then the hill halls of holy ween which was a lot of fun um yeah i i this they're a great group of people i actually got to meet everybody in dc um back in october they're, they're yeah awesome. that was great met some of the other writers yeah, too yeah they're good people. I, ca- I catch them every time they come out around here on their tour, and I hang out with them after the show. All amazing you people, see, absolutely. This yeah. right here is what is the best part of this, personally, for me, is that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jennifer and Aaron and even Brooks have all had their hands in on something that was very influential and uh, to, to me. It actually really pushed me and motivated me to even take the chance to become a podcaster. And so mm-hmm. the fact that this such as this small world of just exceptionally talented people I get to be part of and work alongside you guys. This is uh yeah. See listening to this kind of stuff is really what makes everything worth it all the time. It's you know, a true I think community, it really is. It really is. And I think everybody in it that that I've encountered, well, with the exception of a few are very generous with their time and their their skills and willing to like trade and barter and you work on mine and I'll work on yours and mm-hmm. everybody's trying to mm-hmm. you know push everybody else up in their creative endeavors. Yeah, you're not even kidding. I mean David Cummings, uh again, one of the guys who is exceptionally influential and in my decision mm-hmm. on this, he's playing a really big role in this season and uh he's so creepy (laughs) in the role he's really creeping me out (laughs) yeah yeah reverend hicks is a very strange interesting character that's just oh just seething with hatred oh my goodness yeah it's very interesting yeah yeah but but in real life david cummings is a huge teddy bear He's such a sweet man. He's such a kind-hearted, loving, caring, supportive person. Yeah. So 
so weird to hear these actors. He's he's so <laughs> cute because I, I said when I met him in DC, I said, David, I just want to say thank you for putting my stories on the show. And he looked at me with this just sweetest look at me. Well, thank you for I can't do it. I can't do his point, but well, thank you for sharing your stories with me. <laughs> I love his accents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're all wonderful. But yeah, like 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 Jason, like where everyone here is saying, podcasting in general, for the most part, is a really interesting community because I mean, when do you see TV shows trying to help each other out? When do you hear about artists constantly trying to help each other out and lift each other up? It's really podcasting right. where, like you said, Aaron, the bartering and the like, if I can't pay you or you can't pay me, let's work out something else here because it's all about creativity and bringing um, uh, sound to amazing writing. It's just a, such a unique community like no other out there. Mm -hmm. um, podcasting is amazing. It's a true creative art form uh, collective, mm -hmm. which is beautiful. Yeah, and I hope it stays that way. I hope so. Yeah, we got to keep those big companies out. Don't let them make podcasts. They're all, starting, they're all starting to get their hands in the mix. Yeah. We just got to be better than them, Jason. We can do it. Yes, sir. <laughs> You're already better than them, guys. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I was going to say, with the help oh, of people like Aaron and Jennifer. Yeah. I'm going to go do some push-ups after this because I am motivated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's go start five new podcasts. Woo. Okay. No. <laughs> so before we wrap up, no. I wanted to do kind of a little thing where everyone can share, well, mostly just Aaron and um, Jennifer can share any kind of things that you're currently working on that you wanted to to talk about or uh, future things that you'd like to announce to, to anybody. Uh, Jennifer, do you want to start with that at all? Well, um, I, let me think. I am... Um, not writing as much as I would like to right now, just because I'm I'm in the process of getting certified to teach high school. So I'm having to take mm -hmm. a lot of classes. Which, um, thank you for that, by the way. My sister-in-law is an educator and you guys work really hard and you don't get appreciated enough. So thank oh, you. That's so sweet. Oh my gosh. 100% well, true. I've been in teaching in community colleges for, for uh, most of my career, but I want to try high school. So, um, so that's taken a lot of my time. I do have, uh, a drabble, which I'd never written before. And I was really surprised at how hard it is to write a 100 word story. It's really hard. The outline was like a thousand words. And then I had to make the story into a hundred words. So um, there's a drabble coming out from Erie River Publishing called Forgotten Ones. Uh, and it's all drabbles of myth and legend. And that's oh, extra cool. special because my son has one in there too. And it's his first nice. time to write a story and, he's, and it's going to be published. So it's a mom-son accomplishment there. And it's going to be a fun book. Wow. Um, That's I think cool. it comes out next month, if I'm not mistaken. It's already, pre-orders are already on Amazon. Um, but, uh, and then I'm working on a few more stories uh, that I um, started. I've started and I'm, my goal is to have them finished in the next mm -hmm. couple of weeks. Uh, and then, um, let's see, um, a children's book just came out, uh, Mother Goes to Grimm. It's an anthology of children's scary, scary stories for children. And I wrote a story for that um, based on my twin sister and I had these imaginary friends when we were little called Bloody Mary and Bloody Marvin. Um, so uh, I wrote a story about our imaginary friends. And so. That's that's it. <laughs> nice. Where, where can people find like it, it, you're on Twitter, so I'm people Twitter. can follow you on Twitter. Uh, I'm Wordy Winter, and okay. I'm terrible. I'm a terrible self publicist. That's pretty much the only online presence I have. Twitter. Oh. I'm going to expand eventually. Okay. Well, uh, um, we'll for sure make sure that we put some nice little show notes together for this and we'll get, I'll talk to you later about it. We'll get as much information as you can think of later okay. out there that we can. So we'll be able to direct more readers towards you. Well, to start I reading your stuff. It. So I appreciate yes, it. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, what about you, Aaron? Oh, I have, uh, I have so many things, but let me, let me, let me tag on to bloody Mary since that was the last thing that was mentioned. Um, I'm going to be in the new podcast, Less is Morgue, which is by, amongst other people, Henry Galley. 
his oh, name good. is popular in the oh, audio yes. uh, the audio horror fiction. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, excellent his writer. girlfriend Meg uh, and Alexis Bristow, all from the No Sleep podcast, all yeah. from Congeria, if you know those names. They're starting their new podcast. Mm-hmm. I think the first one comes out on Valentine's Day. And uh, yep. several episodes in, I play Bloody Mary in one of the episodes. Yeah. So nice. that was nice. that was super fun to record. My my audio son Scott is doing all the sound design for that. He was in Congeria too, if you know that show. Um, we just did a fun episode for old time radio for No Sleep. That's for season pass subscribers only. But it's it's a, it's a kind of a musical story it's called the uh, Sour. Toe shuffle, sour toes. Oh, that was, yeah. <laughs> I know the person that wrote that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just it showed up in my podcast feed today, so I'm excited to listen. Oh, to sweet! It came out. Radio nice. Yeah, it came out today. Said they released it today, so or at least it's on my podcast on my podcast app. Sweet. Um, um yeah. I am uh, coming to be in another podcast called Call Signs, but that's in pre pre production. There is. I, I just came out in a video game called Simulacra 2 where I play the villain. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff. There's a there's a really good show that we're doing a three-episode teaser arc on uh, through the hit record platform called Honor and Villainy, which I'm really excited about. Uh, but that, I think, is still in a pre-pre-pre-production launch. But when that comes out, I'll tell everybody. Sweet. Yeah, that video game thing's cool too. That's a big step. Yeah, well, I've been at a, at a few indie games, and I didn't know how popular this Simulacra series was until somebody sent me a video that was like, "Oh my god, that was you!" And I, oh, I didn't even know the video game came out. Wow. <laughs> there's all these playthroughs and people freaking out about it. So I guess Simulacra Two is something I should promote more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. On that shoot, heck. <laughs> um jason what are you working on i hear that you have this little podcast called the gray room yeah yeah the gray rooms I'm, I'm keeping that plus i'm uh currently uh beginning the uh brainstorming phase of another podcast idea kind of similar in the realm with a small narrative and anthology kind of stories but more than one anthology per episode and uh yeah it, it's it's another one i have actually i have like two or three um brainstorming right now that's how it goes yeah i just (laughs) i can't help it man i just got these bad dreams or weird ideas and i just start writing it down but yeah other than that you know nothing really i get to work with again such great and talented individuals and which by the way miss lillis again i'm a huge fan of yours thank you ever so much for being part of it i'm a fan too aaron i'm a big thank you so much weird to have fans yeah I'm your biggest fan. Never uh, forget. No, I absolutely know that. It's I have a picture of you in my wall. No, oh. thank you, thank you. And then, uh, uh, Miss Winters, I do hope that we have the opportunity to read more of your work because this was wonderful. And uh, oh, thank you, pleasure so much. working with you again. Thank you so much. I, I, you know, I was a um for season one, and that's the reason I sent the story in. So it's like, please let it be me. Please let it be me. <laughs> and we can't forget, um, I always try to bring this up. Um, well, we kind of talked about Cassie uh, a bit. She's such an exceptionally talented artist. And, uh, yes, she's absolutely. Absolutely wonderful as far as with our web development, uh, which we're getting ready, hopefully, to have a new website up. Um, you know, it's our second season. We're learning how to, you know, kind of stretch our, our wings and, and to fly and you know, we're figuring it out, but she's just so wonderful. We can't give mm-hmm. her enough credit for everything she's done to just kind of, she, she's the boss. She's the so boss. Talented. She tells us what the heck to do when we get it done. And then Graham obviously is just such a wonder. He's, I, my wife calls him the angel of the podcast because he is just such a, <laughs> such a, a wonderful individual to work with and exceptionally talented. I'm always so impressed with. Very, who, very generous oh, too. Oh my God. He's such mm-hmm. a great guy. I love, I love Graham so much. And then, we can never ever forget J.M. Scherf. His J.M. His music brings. I mean, okay. if, if if you like any of the stuff I do, let me tell you. If you take the music out of there and you listen to it without it, it's nowhere near what it is. So J.M. Scherf is. I I love that man. His music is phenomenal, and I thought the soundtrack for this episode was 
bar none, one of his best. I loved it. Yeah, he just keeps topping himself. It's like you can never pick your favorite because he's just going to do better again next time. <laughs> it's, well, that actually, it's really for those out there listening too on this, we do have a Patreon, and they actually, uh, are, what is it, Brooks, on Tuesdays? Is it a t- every Tuesday? Every other Tuesday. Every other Tuesday, yeah. we release what's called the Dismal Dirge. And basically, he takes the podcast, the, ep- the episode music, and he condenses it and changes it and makes an actual musical track. So he's putting together a uh, compilation of uh, music for. The, the podcast pretty much making like essentially a CD if anybody knows what those are anymore. Well, that's really cool. That's very cool. Compact disc. You know, <laughs> one thing we forgot to mention here right before we, we all say goodbye, it's February, which means it is uh, Women in Horror Month. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And, and it was so awesome that the first episode of February, wait, was it? Yeah, because – Friday was the third. Anyways, the first episode of February. Here we are. You have you have our our, our um, female author and our female um, actor, as well as we have Sarah Ruth Thomas as our um, season narrative um, actor who plays Samantha Winters. Um, I kind of wish that we didn't have to like point it out on a one month a year. It should be like twelve months a year. Should be Women in Horror Month. Like it's so important to highlight, of course. So that's why we do have February. Absolutely. But, I just want to thank the both of you again for, for everything. And if thank anybody listening wants to put me in more horror things, I'd happy, I'm happy to be more of a woman of horror for everyone. <laughs> put Aaron in everything, <laughs> Every please. Horror, Everybody. please. Every one of them. All of them. And Jennifer, you should just write all the horror stories. Right. <laughs> rom horror. Rom horror. Rom horror. There you go. Rom horror. Pull another one off. I'm just anti-romantic. But, um, but I got another look from my husband. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's it, it's funny because i try to write other stuff and it all turns into horror so i guess <laughs> that's that's what i'm meant to do it's your calling can, can i ask do you feel do either one of you feel though that um female authors are well represented at least in the horror community or we still have more to work on there what do you think you know i personally seek out female narratives and female leads and female authors. So I feel mm-hmm. like there's mm-hmm. plenty, but that might be because I have a narrow people. I said people, people, people. I've met some really incredible women, authors and uh, actors and editors and publishers. Um, yeah. uh, speaking of women in horror, years. I forgot to mention uh, Calling Darkness Season 2 was just announced. Calling Darkness. Oh, right. Dun, dun, dun. So much fun. Brilliant horror it comedy. so much yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we did have – y'all are familiar with uh, Blair Daniels? Yes. yes. You know, she edited uh, an anthology, Daughters of Darkness, that's all women. Yeah, I really um, wanted to be in that, and I couldn't get my shit together in time to write something. Well, uh, Weird Church is in there, so you can just read it out. Oh, I can do that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea, Jennifer. I'll bug you about this later that we can maybe – you can give me some pointers um, that we can add in the show notes um, f- okay. for some good female authors that our fans can seek out. So that would be awesome. Well, thank you again. Um, Pleasure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. And Brooke, love so, you to death too, man, on that. Uh, well, this was fun. Well, thank you, everybody. Let's do yeah, it again next great. Sunday. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Round two. Yeah. Write some more stuff. <laughs> okay. We record can... some more stuff. All right. <laughs> there you go. We'll have everything done within the next few days, and we'll be ready to okay, go. You guys, Hedgehog catch Family me Part more Two. Stuff. <laughs> catch me outside. <laughs> catch me outside. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I want to thank Jennifer Winters. Thank you. The author of The Hedgehog Family. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this and for doing a phenomenal job with my story. Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, that's all Jason right there. Jason. Jason and Jason. <laughs> my um, thank you to Aaron Lillis, thank our you. fantastic actor who played Christy. Thank you for having you're, me. You're amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I know. All right. (laughs) Slick my hair. Your Oscar is in the mail. Thank you. It is Oscar night. Oscar night. I'm going to make it down to Atchison. I'm telling you, I'm going to figure it out. 
I mean, wait, you guys didn't even ask me what I was wearing. I'm wearing what my ball gown. Wear Oscar night? <laughs> I'm wearing it already. It's like a crystalline, like unicorn style glitter, like multifaceted ball gown. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. <laughs> I want this. I want and, that voice in something. I want that voice in something. I want her. Okay, just okay, I'll write something. I'll write Thanks. something just for yeah. that voice. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> We're going to retain you for that, Aaron. You're going to play that character someday. That's it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, last, let's thank Jason Wilson, the man who created this podcast, the man who had a terrible dream one night that inspired him to make this podcast, the man that puts all the sound together and all the effects. Jason, you are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Woo! You're amazing. Yay! Round of applause. Yes. Love you guys. <laughs> And then there's me, and I thank myself, I guess. And on that note, we thank you, Brooks. Brooks is the uh, bomb.com. I did have the the luxury of meeting Brooks in person very recently, and it was a blast. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, Brooks. Good yeah, we had dinner. I want to meet all of you. I want you all to come to my house. Because right. it's right. Everybody come to Maryland. We'll hold you to that. Sounds I like a plan. <laughs> Y'all come now. <laughs> well, you're close enough to my hometown, <laughs> okay. so that's possible. So. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone. That does it for our uh, Behind the Door episode for Season 2, Episode 6. Uh, please join us again in two weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye, y'all. After every episode, for another edition of Behind the Door.